Fox News actually has more independents who watch them than MSNBC or CNN does. And, and then when you look at polls, yeah, more Democrats watch Fox News than watch CNN or MSNBC. Mm. And that's why they were so endlessly hyping RFK over the past few months, because they were trying to, they realized that Democrats watch them. So they thought, well, let's we get might these appeal, people. We might appeal to that segment of our viewership. Yeah, let's cause some problems for Biden with, with our viewers here. Right, and yeah, yeah. Except it in this case, it doesn't seem to have worked as well, I think. Yeah, I guess there's this idea that he's potentially going to run as a third-party candidate. And so Charlie Kirk from TPUSA posted a video rant where he's complaining about RFK running because he, think he, he thinks it's going to sap votes from Trump. And if that he goes actually, third party. If yeah. he goes third party, yeah. And, I, and that actually makes a lot of sense. I think he appeals to right-wingers who are very conspiracy-minded. And and also, wait, can I just nod to some of the, like, very unsettled gestures that he's made toward fascists? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I mean, just, uh, I've seen him multiple times, and it can't just be that we're all out of our minds and making it up. like. His weird sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudging toward 1488 is is not. It makes it definitely makes me uncomfortable. And yeah, I there Which, are a lot of and, issues that I have with him otherwise. But yeah, I think he would appeal to a right wing, and I think that they are the people who were most enthusiastic about his candidacy to begin with. Like I saw so many right wingers on social media referring to him as a dim candidate and saying. I would vote for him if we should get a ticket that's pitching him as on a, a ticket with a conservative or when they or would Trump. be willing to vote for him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they they're far more enthusiastic about him on appearing anywhere on the ticket than I think people on anything that could be realistically described as left to center would be. Yeah. And it, it is funny because. So I actually have been talking with uh, another friend of mine who's a pollster to see if he can do some polls about RFK as the libertarian nominee. So I want to see that. Like, I totally believe that because he has, at least on paper, some traditional left wing positions. Like yeah. he's got some environmental positions and some healthcare positions that are more left of center. But he's you know, abortion. Yeah, and he's also and, and pro same sex marriage as well as I, if I remember right. Um, so it's not like he's totally right wing, but he doesn't really talk about that stuff. 
he's not passionate about it. Like what he's passionate about is COVID conspiracies. That's means, yeah. And in the uh, Quinnipiac poll from September, uh, yeah, forty-eight percent of Republicans viewed him favorably. Vote wow. registered voters and. 14% of Democrats viewed him favorably. He had majority unfavorable, 57% among Democrats. And so it just completely didn't work. And, and it was kind of a, it's, it was an interesting little study, because, <laughs> or kind yeah. of like case study on right-wing media, what they can do. Because like, it shows that they're not really influential outside of, of the Republican-leaning electorate. But like they were so convinced that this was going to work, that Biden was going to yeah. have real trouble for him. Like I, I, there were so many right wing podcasts that I listened to. And they're like, oh, yeah, Biden's not even going to be the nominee. He's going to have to drop out once Kennedy comes up. And it's like, no, guys, I don't I don't really don't think so. Uh, <laughs> and sort of if you look at kind of the appeals and the way that I mean, obviously, he has these views that are sort of very steeped in conspiracy thinking and and all that stuff, but, like, also his appeals, like, I can't, I feel like he kicked off this season of do you even lift bro campaigning? Like, that, like, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, kind of, like, was responding to him in terms of some of the stuff that he's done that's exercised. Like, I think it's a very, I think those are very right-wing appeals. Like I saw Ron DeSantis throwing a football the other week on a show. And I, I feel like RFK kind of misjudged his audience because we don't care if you can fucking <laughs> throw a football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't really, that doesn't score points. It's just like a different measure. And yeah, I just think that the the campaign was off and... And also what you said, it says, I just want to read this little piece to you. When Kennedy first jumped into the primary, many Democrats who liked the cut of his jib were basing their opinion on his name and his family's reputation. According to an SSRS slash CNN poll from May, a plurality, 20% of Democrats who said they would consider supporting Kennedy said it was because of the Kennedy family name and his family connections. I cannot imagine basing my, (laughs) like basing my vote on the fact that someone's from a dynastic family, but sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's doesn't make sense, but yeah, some people are at least open to it. Um, And I mean, it is interesting though, that the, yeah, the dynastic thing just hasn't worked for Democrats, for Democrats. Like as much as people talked about the Kennedy stuff, like it never worked. Ted Kennedy couldn't get it done. Ted Kennedy couldn't get it done because of Chappaquiddick, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but then, like, when you look at the the like the grandchildren of the of oh the yeah, various yeah. ones as well, like they could they couldn't get it done either. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I do you know the seriousness with I, I haven't seen a lot of the reporting on this. Like, do we know that that's something that RFK Jr. is actually considering, or is it just like something that the media is proposing? He might do. Well, somebody actually did ask him about if he would do third party. And he said that he's been thinking about it because and he was he phrased it in terms of the Democrats won't let me have a chance. So I might have to. Oh, do I'm this sorry. That's it, because it's of course, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? um, 
Yeah, it is interesting though because I'm I'm not it's not I don't think it's a hundred percent certain that he would necessarily hurt Trump more than yeah. hurt Biden because part of it depends on the message that he decides to play. Yeah. Uh, and how much he's money he's able to get for it. Because I mean, like I mean, because then Republicans tried this with Kanye West in 2020 and it was just so half-hearted that it didn't really get anything. I, I have to imagine some people voted for Kanye as a joke when they saw him on there. Like, what the hell? But uh, see, there was no actual campaign. I mean, it's a well, little That's what I'm different. saying. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if there had actually been a serious Kanye campaign, it could potentially have, have had an effect. I don't know how much. You don't think so? I see you shaking your head, think, but the audience is not seeing you shaking yeah. your head. <laughs> well, I wanted to get, gather my thoughts, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think it would have had a serious effect, even if, even if they'd run a camp. I mean, there is no serious campaign that they could have run with Kanye West, and it wouldn't. He wouldn't have garnered that many votes from. I think they would have been appealing to, like the crazy part of their base, and they would think that they were also going to get black votes and like I don't think that either of those demographics would actually have voted for him it's it's that wasn't I don't know I, I yeah I don't think it would be a huge amount but I mean the reality is like they've run this strategy in local elections and it has worked in some of them like in Florida there's a guy who's under indictment right now his trial is going on right now named Frank Artillis and he ran a fake independent candidate in a congressional seat and yeah that person and was running as a, a progressive and they got enough votes. And again, like who knows whether those people would have voted for the Democrat. I mean, you can't say for yeah. sure, but the margin of difference between the Republican and the Democrat was less than what that fake candidate got. So I, I mean, that's, that is the thing about third party voting and, and why, like, I really do think people need to be, and I've said this on, on another episode, if you're a lefty who doesn't like Democrats, your priority needs to be multi-candidate voting. Like that's, you have to get that done first because otherwise you are harming yeah. progress with, with your activism. You're not, you're not just, you know, spinning your wheels. You're actually making things worse. Uh, and it sucks to have to think of it like that. Yeah. But that's reality. And like, that's, I mean, we have, if you want to actually be, make, real change in lasting in opposed fascism effectively you've got to you've got to keep your head on straight um yeah totally agreed and of course speaking of fascism i mean one of the other like one of the things that's fun about this show for me and it is for you as well and we've discussed it offline is that we do get to kind of delve into kind of the story behind the politics and the people behind the headlines and and in addition to the right the right wing having a lot of closet cases, they also have a lot of failed artists and creative people. And and Jeet here, who is a fellow columnist of yours over at the Nation, he had a, a piece that that got me thinking about that topic again because because it it is something that it all it always. Like it was always kind of stuck in my craw, as the saying goes, when I was on the right, because there was just so much awful pop culture products that I had to deal with on the right. <laughs> and like people were always telling me, oh, Matt, I've got this thing here. Can you help me promote it? And then I go and watch it and be like, holy shit, this, this is, is terrible. Huh? <laughs> yeah. 
but anyway, he came up with a list in, in his column about just contemporary right-wing activists who were failed Broadway stars or actors. And, and I added a couple of them after, but yeah, like, I mean, it's just, it is incredible. So like James O'Keefe, people may who know him from, of course, from the Project Veritas, which now apparently is ceasing operations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but be, and part of that shutdown was the fact that he was using the organization's money to finance him being in a Virginia community theater. <laughs> yeah. Production of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. That was great. I, yeah. I, I yeah. Let me say that I, you sent me this piece. I hadn't seen it and I just loved it because I knew some of these, right? Like, I feel like everyone knows about Shapiro or Bannon or, although I did, let me just add, I did not, I knew about Bannon's background with film. I did not know that he wanted to write a hip hop musical. And I, again, I just want to <laughs> read, I guess it was in the nineties. He worked on a hip hop musical titled The Thing I Am. I'm reading from the GTR article, a bizarre hybrid that this musical tried to mash together the plot of Shakespeare's Coriolanus with the story of the 1992 Rodney King riots in Los Angeles. I mean, and then he, I'm not even going to read the line that is absolutely offensive. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, I can only imagine that they thought they were really, they were really getting into the grittiness of this three. I mean, it's written in the most offensive quote unquote patois <laughs> ever. <laughs> but yeah, I loved this piece. I loved that he did it. I didn't I didn't know about some of these folks at all. And you of course yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well and there's other people that yeah I mean the list to be honest like you could probably make uh, <laughs> an entire Wikipedia article about all of these people. But yeah, like, I mean, so, I mean, it is incredible. Like, so Michael Knowles, who is like this Catholic fascist podcaster with the Daily Wire, he's, he's a, a wannabe actor. And you could see it in his diction. Like, he's one of those people that very over accentuates everything <laughs> he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, and, and so he's one of them. And then they've got this, there's this woman named Alex Clark, who is a podcaster for Turning Point USA. She was, she was on a, a dating show that lasted only one season. Um, and, but she was a contestant on there. And, and then she was before that, she, as I understand it, she was working as a DJ on a radio station. I think it was in Tennessee somewhere. And and then, oh, and I didn't even put on my list, but like Rush Limbaugh is another example of that as well. Like he he wanted to be a shock jock like Howard Stern. And that's what he was doing. But he kept getting fired everywhere in the in the 70s. And so he ended up doing political talk because I guess like that was all that he could end up doing. <laughs> I got that backstory. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got, and it, it's funny also, like, a bunch of, of not just Alex Clark, there's a bunch of right-wing media people who are former reality 
TV contestant. So Rachel Campos Duffy, who was on the one of the early seasons of The Real World on MTV, which is not on the air anymore. I don't believe unless they brought it back. You never know with them. They love to re- do a lot of content recycling. And well, they then, are but revisiting. She, they were revisiting. They were bringing cast back together. And I knew okay. this I know someone who was on it. Yeah. And she met her husband, her Sean Duffy, on the show. And so they got together from that. And now they're both Fox News anchors now, actually. And I don't think I would even know her name, except that I literally had to cite her in a piece last week because she months ago was pushing the they're going to pluck Biden out at the last minute during the DNC and and put Michelle Obama in almost verbatim, Mm -hmm. almost verbatim. The way she talked about it was the exact words that like Ted Cruz used. Yep, yep. But mm-hmm. can I, I want, I'm wondering, just because I have to watch them, are you going to watch the debate tonight, the Republican debate? I had thought about it, but it's kind of, I mean, kind of a waste of time on a certain level. I, I have to watch, but yeah. I played, I did play hooky from watching the first one, so... Part of me is thinking, all right, I, I I should watch at least the second one because, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is it's theater at this point. These are <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. All of them are also Rands. Yeah. Um, and and like, I mean, it's I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, it's not going to I don't think it's going to be that different from the last one. I really don't think it can be. I am. Well, I'm watching because I have a piece on how much I want Vivek Ramaswamy to flame out, but, and that's literally (laughs) the topic, but I'm actually, I want to see the way that the, so they all kind of yelled at him at the last debate, I think that pretty much everyone else on the stage dogpiled on Ramaswamy, right? And they, it was kind of clear that there's some genuine disdain toward him, but I think that's going to be even more apparent this round, but also, because he's had so many kind of mini, I would call them mini controversies since then, I feel like it's going to be the same dynamic of them attacking him, but they're going to have a lot more to, to throw at him. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff he said. There's, there was just a piece that ran on Monday that questioned whether or not he, his company had engaged in insider trading. I mean, there's just a bunch of charges that have been leveled against him in the meantime, and all of them kind of like, none of them kind of, I think carrying the day for that long, with the exception of the 9-11 stuff. But I think this general idea that I, I think he has his image in public consciousness and certainly in news coverage of him, often it has crystallized into this thing that he is a fabulist. He is he's willing to say absolutely anything at any given moment and lie if he thinks. Well, how is that different from Donald Trump though? <laughs> Well, it it isn't. I mean, that's part of the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's part of the thing is that he's Trump 2.0, and he shows the same propensity for his yeah. lying as Donald. He's Brown Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah, brown Trump that, Jr. <laughs> that's the way he's kind of marketing himself, and he's also like Trump, really willing to lie about things that are on video or that have been audio recorded. So I feel like these little mini controversies that he's had along the way are going to get brought up tonight. And I'm just curious to see how they hit him. Cause I think they really want to kind of knock him out and have his 
15 minutes in before the, I think all the other candidates are feeling like, especially Nikki Haley, and uh, I can imagine Chris Christie, even though he's not, his numbers aren't great, but he seems to have a real particular distaste for him. So I, I really kind of want to see what mm-hmm. that fighting looks like tonight, because I think they'll have a better hold on the angles from which they want to attack him. There's more fodder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you, you persuaded me, Kelly. I'm going to, uh, I guess I'll watch it. So we, but I mean, yeah, it's. And right now, Nikki Haley is kind of the it, it is so silly, like the political press. It's like they flit every four or five yeah. weeks to this is the Republican alternative. This horse race uh, who's nonsense. going to di- displace Trump. And it's like, no, it never happens. And they're too chicken shit to tell the truth about him. I mean, that is the irony about about Trump and the Republicans is that Trump actually tells the truth about the party sometimes about how they exploit their voters or don't don't look out for their interests and he's right that they don't and whereas none of these other also ran candidates ever tells the truth about the party like some of them will tell the truth about trump like chris christie but they won't tell he won't tell the truth about the party and so like that i mean that that was this the one of the secret appeals for trump in in 2015 was that he admitted the iraq war was done he admitted that the Republican Party is about protecting rich people's interests. Mm-hmm. He admitted that they had a horrible health care policy. And of course, he never had a good one when he was the president. But nonetheless, like he, these are significant truths you could not say as a Republican up until Trump started saying them. And now the dam, well, he did break the dam with regard to the Iraq war. So now it's like a consensus among Republican voters now yeah. that it was done. And, and and it was like they knew that at the time as yeah. well, like before he said it. But there is just this omerta among re- Republicans that you can't tell the truth about the leader. And like when Bush was the leader that you couldn't say that the Iraq war was dumb and it made the world a worse place. And then once he was gone, then you could say the truth about right. it. And, and like, I mean, hell, even Trump, like he broke the mold on calling yourself a conservative. Like every, like you, you could literally see in every single debate of Republican primary debate up until Trump that, and that they would, they would all say, and I'm the conservative person and, and Ronald Reagan, like conservative and Ronald Reagan would be in every single yeah. summary speech yeah. at the end, every fucking time. And, and Trump broke that mold. So, and since he did it though, they still haven't, they didn't actually learn why he won. It wasn't just that he was famous. It was that he spoke the truth and was willing to advocate, at least pretend to advocate for center-left economic policies, like raising the minimum wage. He explicitly and repeatedly talked about doing that in the primaries. Of course, he didn't do it. But like, if if there was somebody who ran as like an Eisenhower Republican and it was explicitly like, look, we fucked this up. We have let our voters down and betrayed their interest and we've enabled a criminal. Like... Some people, yeah. I, I, a lot of people, at least twenty percent of Republicans would be like, "I like that guy or that or that woman." Like that's how the only way Trump can be attacked is from the left. None of these people do yeah. understand that. They don't yeah. get it. Those are the only people, like the far right, anti-government nut jobs. 
like they're not granted they you know might want to slash the budget or whatever but it's not that they actually want that they just fucking hate everyone (laughs) and so like you can't and and who who are are they you're really saying that those people are going to give up supporting a guy who tried to overthrow america (laughs) right yeah he's their dude no yeah. They're not going to like nothing, nothing will persuade them unless you persuade, you know, unless you're running on, I'm going to become a dictator if I'm the president. Like, that's what they want. And he's ba- all but saying that. But like, it's just not going to work. You have to attack Trump from the left. And they're too ideological. They're too rigid and too dumb and cowardly. And so they won't. Let me, that's a really good point. I, I love that whole section. But one, one thing, mm-hmm. so before I ask you about mm. something, I want to know, did you watch it? Did you watch okay. that video from Water? It wasn't Water's World. He doesn't do that anymore. But it was, I guess he's, it's the Tucker Carlson show that Jesse Waters is, a ho- is hosting. He sent <laughs> someone to Seattle to talk to people about how crime is out of control there. Did you see that clip? Oh, I did not. Uh-uh. Oh, Okay. You should watch it. I'll send it to you. It's really fun just because no one took the bait. Jesse sent Johnny to the progressive hellscape where residents mocked the idea that the city is spiraling out of control. I've never seen any crime in Seattle. I've never seen any of it. I've seen fun and laughter and laughter and fun. I don't believe that number. People, they're, you know, getting robbed out here, carjacked. I've never heard of anyone getting robbed. Crime is a social issue that could be solved by giving people their basic needs. It's not a thing that happens just on the street. People don't just come up and try to rob people on the street. Do you walk around every day like someone's going to rob me every second? Seattle decriminalized drug use and then they criminalized it again. Oh my God, who are you getting these facts from? You're from New York. Apparently you're listening to the wrong people. I saw a lot of people shooting up on my way down here. Oh, did you? Okay. And they were bothering you? I was in a car, but, you know, people... Oh, oh no, people, you're in a car! Oh, no, they were hurting you so bad! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> the Chiron says residents in blue cities are embracing the decay. <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah. I mean, I just... Every now and again, you'll see... And I feel like the, it's, it's part of what I think... I mean, it, it was on Jesse Waters' primetime, but I think part of why mm-hmm. it, it also, like, Jesse Waters was that person for a while who they would oh, sit yeah. out to go get these, that Man on the Street interviews, and then he got his own segment, and blah, blah, blah. But it's very Jesse Waters to just send someone somewhere and get them to get someone to, to say on the record how, to, you know, whatever Fox's line is at any given moment it's usually they're just going out and scaremongering around something and they want to find someone who co-signs it and i just i love that not only do we see the people in this video clip refusing to sign on to it it's clear that they couldn't find anyone (laughs) who would because they would have put that person in the video so who knows how many people he vetted before they got oh, yeah. gave up and and settled on these three. And just when that, I mean, I love all three of these people. Just they, they were <laughs> unwilling to give them, unwilling to give them the nonsense that they wanted. But the woman who says to him, "Oh, you're in a car." Oh, <laughs> I love her. It's yeah, so ridiculous. I love that no one gave in. And this happens occasionally with Fox that they will. You'll see that they. They had every intention of of getting someone to just co-sign whatever right-wing thing they're pushing, and it doesn't work. It happens every now and again. It happens, and I just I, I yeah. love this case. Not a single person fell for it. 
Yeah. Well, and and you have to like and they had to use this footage, though, because like they paid money to send a crew yeah, from New York to Seattle. They yeah. had blown all this money. So they're like, well, I, I'm sure that behind the scenes they were like, fuck, we don't have anyone who's who's con- concerned about this stuff. But God damn it. We spent, you know, two thousand dollars on this. Yeah. trip. So you can, well, I guess we'll wait, have to you're use telling it. Me you couldn't find anyone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you talked to a bunch of people. Just. None of them agreed. All right, fuck it. We'll do it. The residents in blue cities are embracing the decay. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, somebody quote tweeted on Twitter. She says, a woman named Alyssa Leader. I don't know who she is. She says, this has single-handedly convinced me to move to Seattle, to befriend <laughs> Seattle residents. Thank you, Fox News. <laughs> and I, was, I was just in Seattle a month ago. And is there stuff that happens in cities that's kind of visible in some places. Yes. This whole thing that Fox does and that I think, you know, there's kind of this joke now that you'll see these like tough looking right wing guys who are absolutely petrified of the idea of setting foot in New York City. And <laughs> I, I just it's like, then stay the fuck out of the cities. We don't want you here. Like they're actually far safer than many of the places that you live and Sit around and shoot scaremonger amongst yourselves. Those of us who actually live in cities are are fine. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's what I tell people about California. Like, I tell right wingers, I'm like, yes, California is a hellscape. I, <laughs> yeah, I stay away. <laughs> stay yeah. away. It, it's save too yourself. expensive. It's filled with homeless people. I can't escape, but save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, leave me here. I'll stay behind. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway, I just I love how that went. It's 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 heartening. I mean, it really is because it's like there are people who aren't willing to give Fox ammunition against poor people or drug addicts or people so desperate to not see poverty that they're willing to give Fox news a soundbite. Like I love that they couldn't find that person. Like. Things exist. Yeah. There are shitty conditions for some people. And and fuck you for trying to make those people seem awful mm-hmm. because they happen to be poor. It's just the worst people in the absolute world. Never. There are no good ones. <laughs> I think that's going to be your tagline here in the show, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no good ones. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will do it for this one. It's always good catching up. Always good. I will. Next week. Okay. Sounds good. And my headphones are coming tomorrow. Just for. Okay. Like literally they're coming tomorrow a day after. But whatever. Yeah. That happens. The shipping gods don't give you what you want always. (laughs) All right, my dear. I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye bye. Bye.
rising up. What a way. 